I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. As always, I'm Dean Unglert, joined in studio by Jared Haybon. Hello! Easton Allen, Tori... Tori, we don't know your last name, but you're wonderful. Morality. Tori doesn't need a last name. She's like Oprah. Very special uh, episode for everyone today. I know I say that every week, but this week I really, really mean it because, first and foremost, we have our very own, very uh, wonderful person in the world, (laughs) Vanessa Grimaldi, back from uh, Bali, Indonesia. Yes. What's up, Vanessa? Yeah, Vanessa! In addition to having Vanessa back on the podcast, we miss you so much, by the way. We're going to have two matchmaking professionals, Cal Roberson from Married at First Sight and Eileen Fisher from Matchmaker, uh, who's just a professional matchmaker over in New New York. Um, But first and foremost, Vanessa, fill us in on everything that we've missed from you over the past couple weeks. (laughs) I was saying, I literally just landed from New York City, um, and I was in Bali for about six days with Taylor, no, about like 10 days with Taylor from my season. Um, I, I was vegan the two weeks that I was there. Oh, you went vegan. How the hell was that? Um, I, I honestly felt like I had so much more energy and I was more alert and I was, I was like less tired during the day. So are you vegan now? No, I just had a chicken cutlet sandwich. (laughs) No, I gave it up. You didn't have any Gossie Noring while you were out there? I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, Gossie Noring is baked in chicken grease. Isn't it? Oh, no. Well, I mean, I, I went like semi-vegan, I guess. But anyway, my trip to Bali was amazing. It's something that I feel like a lot of people should experience. Um, it was just, like, nice to be around, like, nature and really good food and just kind of disconnect from social media and um, yeah. to learn how to be present. So I had a great time, but I'm glad to be back on the podcast. I feel like I have so much to update you guys. I feel like you have a lot to update on us, too. I was watching your Instagram story, and you did one of those question and answers, and somebody asked you about if you had your eye on somebody, and you you gave, like, a little maybe and a wink. What does that mean? I mean, that means maybe. That means maybe I like someone. Maybe I don't. Oh, she's so cavalier. The last thing that I want to do is mention how I might be dating someone. And then have to talk about how I'm not dating them. You've anymore. heard it here so first. I'm... The exclusive Vanessa Grimaldi is, is in a relationship. Well, let's. All right. Well, maybe you are dating someone. Maybe you're not. Well, we'll find out. Maybe Cal can give us a little more insight about your dating relationship. So we have Calvin Robertson on the line right now. He's a relationship expert on the hit series. You guys all know it. Married at First Sight, which airs on Lifetime TV. Hey, Cal, you're on the line here with Dean, Jared, and Vanessa from Help I Suck at Dating. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you guys? We're doing very well. Thank you so much for joining us today. So, Cal, tell us a little bit about yourself. We know you from Married at First Sight, but you're a relationship expert. How did you even get into this field? Uh, wow. Well, I've been um, I've been counseling couples. Actually, I started um, about 20 years ago, Ooh. and I've been counseling couples, uh, premarital and marital. So I, I started as a marriage counselor uh, as a pastoral marriage counselor for a number of years. Um, and my uh, graduate degree was in um, uh, religious counseling, uh, a master's of divinity with an emphasis in that. And so I've been uh, counseling couples, premarital, then marital, then pre-divorce, actually, and even post-divorce. So I've been counseling couples for quite a while. And then um, uh, I got into uh, uh, doing it for the show. They actually contacted me 
to help them find a couple for one of their shows. And and uh, the rest is history, actually. So, so, so you're on Married at First Sight. So how do you think that getting married for the first time you see somebody really works? Now, you guys have a very successful rate. I think you guys still have 18 couples that are still together today. Well, you know, well, not not. I wish that we had 18. No, not quite. No, we've matched probably about 20 couples. I think about 60% of the couples that we match at the end of the experiment, they decide to stay together, about 60% do. And of that 60%, we have probably maybe about half of those, uh, maybe a little less than that, actually, who uh, are still together today. So, um, you know, I think that's pretty good. That's not, that's not bad at all. But getting married at first sight, it's a little different than what you would think because it's not just a matter of finding two strangers and throwing them into a, into a wedding and say, hey, this is your new husband or new, your new wife. We actually do a lot of betting. I mean, we do background checks. We do... Um, uh, psychological eva- evaluations. We we even do a, a soft credit evaluation. I mean, we ask questions and then they have to sit in front of a psychologist. It's about a two-month process before they even get to the point of being married. And so what kind of uh, process is it, is it to match up two people? Like, so you vet the person, you know everything about them. Do you match two people up by their interests, uh, by their future right. plans? Uh, kind of what goes into the process of that? Yes, all that. So we match people up based on their compatibilities, but also based on their compatible differences. So we look at their, their, their values. I mean, what are their values? I mean, what are their core values, actually? And the, those irreplaceable things that you live your life by, whether it's family or, or love or, or spirituality or what have you, what's most important to you? So we find compatibilities in those areas. And then we find people, for instance, someone who's an introvert might be looking for someone who's a little more extroverted. So those are like compatible differences. So it's, it's a lot to go through. I mean, we basically have them to answer roughly about 500 questions, uh, a questionnaire, roughly about 500, uh, short of that. So, and we find out all this information, then we do comparative analysis, and it's just so much. And so we look at all of the qualities. Are their families compatible? Uh, this person, if this is a family person, we don't want someone who doesn't want children. This person doesn't want smoke. It doesn't like a smoker. We find someone else who doesn't want to smoke. If two people smoke weed together, we find people who want to smoke. It whatever. Hey, there we go. But if there's compatibility, uh, there, there's a lot that goes into, in, into finding compatible partners. Well, Callan, and you kind of grabbed headlines with the whole Mia and Tristan situation not too long ago, right? And I understand a lot of oh, it. Oh yeah. A lot of the work goes into questioning their backgrounds, but sometimes it's obviously not going to be quite as effective, which in Mia's case, it sounds like she wasn't 100% truthful throughout the entire process. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and this is one of those anomalies that we, we don't, oh, God, we hate this kind of stuff because it was an unpleasant surprise. Right. And as, as much as people will think, well, you know what, we did that for the show, or this is all about drama, it really is not. It's so weird that, when we did Mia's background check, it was spotless. It was absolutely clean. And then a warrant was served roughly days, I mean, literally days after we did the background mm. check. Then it showed up. Uh, we had no idea because there's no way in the world we could be in cahoots with the TSA right. you know, to get her uh, you know, uh, kicked off a plane. So it was, um, it, it, it was, pretty, it was a pretty ugly situation, but we—, we, we uh, we, uh, you know, have been there for them and, and just... Um, 
and it, yeah, but trying to support them through this. I, I I think from what I read too, you were able to fly to meet them face to face to kind of have a whole a, a session with them and kind of talk them through that. So absolutely. Yeah, how is their absolutely. how is their relationship now, Mia and Tristan? They're doing well. They are. They well. They, we're still in the middle of the. Um, it was still uh, coming to the end of the uh, of the season, so I can't say too much. Okay. But uh, they are working at it. Right. You know, at this point in the season, they're working at it and they're trying to overcome their difficulties, Good. which is very, very. Uh, it's it's a lot for right. him because we weren't we weren't expecting that for him. I mean, you just marry a bride and you find out that she was arrested. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, gosh. It, yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty tough stuff to deal with. But he's, you know, he's going through some un undue criticism, uh, but you know, for it also. But from from what I've gathered, he seems to be standing by here, which is obviously what you want to see in a husband or partner, um, whoever it may be. You really do. And, and from my perspective, really for someone that's had a few run-ins with the law himself, I can understand <laughs> the kind of the the difficulty in in, in communicating that to your partner. Um, right. But obviously, it's super important. So I have, I have a question for you as well because you had mentioned. Um, before you had gotten involved with the whole Married at First Sight show, you were a pastoral religious uh, marriage counselor. How do you think that influences and affects your ability to to counsel and um, work with people directly now? Uh, quite actually, it's 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 been very beneficial. I um one thing that I do, unlike a lot of, I mean, I can't speak for all pastors who who've done any of this, but one thing that I've always done is I look at people based on you know, what their personal belief systems are. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll match people who are, if, if you come to me and you say, okay, I'm an atheist, I'm looking for someone else who's an atheist, which seems like, wow, but you're a pastor, how can you match an atheist? Because it's, I mean, that's their business. That's between them and, and, and you know, and their own conscience. So I, I believe the one thing that's happened here is it's helped me to sort of look at people for who they are. And everybody's on a different journey. Everyone, you know, has different belief systems. So what I do is I just find out, are your belief systems compatible? Um, I've studied different belief systems. I've studied atheism. I've studied Buddhism. I've studied—I mean, you name it. I, 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 it's as a part of my educational pursuits. You know, I've studied a lot of different religions, and I find value in all of them. Uh, so it's—it's it's, it's really helped me to see uh, people for for who they are and to understand that at our very root, everybody wants love. Everybody wants to be loved, and everybody wants to be accepted. No, absolutely. You know, I was thinking I was going to ask you, too. Have you ever matched somebody who is an atheist with somebody who's religious? Uh, no. no. No, that's kind of like a because, deal breaker. Oh, God. that's a deal. Most atheists want someone who can understand their um, their their belief or their lack thereof. Do you think they want someone? Go ahead, please. I was going to say I was going to ask, do you think it's the, the atheist that's not willing to be married or, or, or pursue a relationship with a religious person or vice versa or both ways? It's normally vice versa. It's normally the religious person that who doesn't, doesn't want an atheist. I see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then and and then I don't know because I've known some atheists who feel as though if they get with someone who's who's very religious, and now and then there's a difference between being religious and being spiritual. Right. A religious person, person who goes to church every week, you know, they go into church on Sunday, they go to Bible study on Tuesday, they go to choir practice, you know. But but if you're just a religious person, meaning you believe in a higher power. You, however you choose to identify him or her, right. if you believe in that higher power, and then uh, you want someone else who has a belief system of someone outside of themselves, outside of this realm, uh, then then I've seen that that's even that that may be a little a little bit uh, easier because I've had some atheists say, you know, I don't mind being with someone who's spiritual 
as long as they're not trying to convert me. Right. Yeah. Well, so then what advice would you have? Because oftentimes we'll take uh, like listener emails, people seeking advice on their relationships. And, and every once in a while, we'll see someone say something along, along the lines of, I'm religious, but he's not, or he's religious, and I'm not necessarily as religious as he is. We, we love each other. We've been together right. for three years, but we don't know necessarily where to move from here. So for a listener out there that might be dealing with something similar to that, what kind of advice would you have for them in that situation? Yeah, that's great. That's great. And for, let me say, first of all, I'm so happy to do this because I always talk about marriage. So I'm I, I'm loving the fact that I can talk a little about dating. But um, if 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 there are two people, one's religious and one is not religious, the first thing I would say to to a person is, first of all, examine what is your religion or lack thereof doing for you, because religion is supposed to make you better. Your your spiritual beliefs are supposed to make you a better person. Now. If you have person A who is religious and person B who is not, and they're having conflict, well, then the question is, um, from where is the conflict coming? Is a religious person trying to convert the other person? Is that person thinking this person is too uh, 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 pharisaical, as I say, or too um, um, you know, overly um, religious or what have you? If it's not making you better, then you might want to re- reconsider what you believe, because I've met a lot of religious people who say this person does not believe in God or this person is not religious. I can't be with them. And I'm like, well, is he a good person or is she a good person? Well, yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. Well, then what's the big deal? Right. Let that, I mean, you know, just, just remove that out of the way and understand that your religion is supposed to make you an accepting, a loving, and a good person. I think and, a, and vice versa. I think a Go lot ahead, of times, please. too, what we'll see is couples that are maybe getting more serious in the relationship whether they're serious boyfriend girlfriend about to propose had just gotten married and then kids kind of become part of the equation as well exactly. and then they start to say well yeah. what do how do we want to raise our kids on what belief system do we want to raise our kids on do we want yeah. to take them to church every day or whatever it right. might be that's it, where it gets messy because you can believe whatever you want to believe but then when it comes to kids and how you raise them and right. what you yeah. want them to believe that changes the entire story well, and, and, and that's such a great point, because when it comes to that, I, I normally will tell a couple, here's the deal. Let's stop looking at what religion I want to raise my children in, and let's look at how do I want my children to be. Do I want them to be moral? Do I want them to be decent? Do I want them to make good life decisions? How do I want them to be? So let's take the good of both of our, our beliefs. And uh, both of who we are. I mean, if, if these are two good people who just happen to have different religions and you're pouring who you are into your children, your children are going to be raised as good people. When they get up an age, to an age where they're, they're accountable to themselves, accountable to their own morality, they can make their own decisions as to which way they want to go. Right. So I, I try to get people to understand, first of all, it's not as important what church you're going to. I mean, are you raising decent people? And that's you know so that's where that's where I believe the uh, the difference is there. That's the baseline. I understand totally. So Cal, uh, you're a relationship expert. If there is one common thread that you found in all the advice you've given uh, to couples, because you've you know done a lot of given a lot of advice to a lot of different people with different backgrounds, uh, is there one right. common theme that you find in a lot of different relationships that either make the relationship work or maybe um, help, it like helps for the relationship to break? Is there anything that can yeah. really that you can give to couples that are listening to this right now advice on how to make their relationship better? 
Yeah. Whatever you think you know about relationships, um, forget it. <laughs> Done. Already Fair. Okay, Already perfect. It. Great. <laughs> serious. Because here's the thing. Everyone is different, and you have to – if you're going to go into a relationship you want it to be successful, you have to be completely malleable, completely open to change, completely open to, to allowing your relationship to develop uh, for itself. Because very often what, what people will do is that they'll have all these preconceived notions of how they feel a relationship should be. And so they'll go into a relationship saying, hey, this is what I want, this is what I want. And we all have our own checklist, but you have to be flexible. And you have to say, hey, look, I, I'm willing to let my relationship determine what I want, as opposed to me coming and saying, hey, I want someone who's, who's 6'3", et cetera, et cetera. Well, you might meet somebody who's five, seven, and they are the best thing that ever happened to you. Be flexible. The height thing is Be always flexible. funny to me. Because, like, I have, a lot yeah. of, I have a lot of friends who are dating guys, and so often they'll always say things like, oh, he was too short or something like that. And it's, I guess it's, a, like it's a, something I've never personally experienced, but that— You're also 6'4"? 2. 6'2"? No, you're at least 6'3". It's just a funny thing to hear when someone's like, I, he was perfect in every single way. Great job, great person, great blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But he's 5'8 feet tall or 5'8 <laughs> inches tall. I'm like, well, how are you going to disqualify him because of that? Like, that's just unbelievable to it's me. Re- it's ridiculous, and that's why when people say, well, we're all the good women or we're all the good men— it's what you're saying. Gotta actually, look down. We're all the, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Or you say, what you're asking is, where are the people who meet my criteria? Right. Totally. Where you got to throw people, that criteria out the window. Yeah. Throw that crap out the window. Throw man, it out the window. Start, look at that person for who they are and, and, and allow your relationship to determine. And I tell this to married people all the time. They say, well, I want this kind of husband. I want that kind of wife. No, because every person is going to, you're going to be the kind of husband that wife A wants you to be, or, and you would be a different kind of husband if you were with wife B. Right. Because yeah. every relationship is going to change you. And if you come with just a, a static idea of how you should be in a relationship or what you want in that relationship, you'll never enjoy the beauty of change and the beauty of discovery. Totally. Tom Brady would not be the same quarterback without Coach Bill Belichick. I've always firmly believed that, and vice versa. It's all about the relationships, really. Absolutely. So, Cal, tell People me a little bit. Uh, before... Oh, diehard <laughs> Patriots fan. So, Cal, tell me a little bit before you go about uh, what's this married at first sight, Honeymoon Island? Ah. Oh, I you're excited. It. I like it. I like that response. Yeah, man. I, I'm a, I am so excited about this show. It, 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 one reason that I'm excited is because it gives me a chance to do something else that I love, which is talk to single people about preparing themselves for marriage. We have 16 couples, 16 individuals uh, who are put on an island, and a lot of these are people who, um, who were some of the married at first sight hopefuls but did not get selected. And, and let me just say, if they did not get selected, it's not because they were not marriable, but because we simply could not find somebody for them. Because hmm. one thing we do on Married at First Sight is that if we find a great person, but we cannot find a great match, we won't match you. We're not going to just throw you with someone just for the sake of TV. 16 single people, is that what you said? 16 single people. Just throw them on an island. And we're putting them on an island. And the, again, these are people who are... Um, 
some are formal, former uh, Married at First Sight, some are fresh faces. And then after we get on the island, uh, Dr. Jessica and myself, we're on there to guide them, and the rest is just awesome oh makes for great tv yeah we can't wait well it premieres tuesday october 23rd at 10 o'clock eastern time on lifetime and you can also check out cal on married at first sight that is on tuesday nights at nine o'clock also on lifetime cal thank you so much for joining us you were awesome good luck in your endeavors thanks my man appreciate it no problem thank you cal thanks cal take care take care bye-bye i have a question okay what the hell was the story you were talking about? Before we get into that, I want to say one thing. I could be wrong, and I might eat my words later on this. I think I know someone that's on Honeymoon Island. Well, are we allowed to Do say who it is? I don't know. She, so I moved out of my house back in December, and I think the girl that moved into my house after me, she like pulled me. She like called me maybe like three months ago. She says, hey, I'm thinking about going on this reality TV show. I know you've been on a few reality TV shows. Can I take your advice? Like, pick your brain, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she just got back like, Two days ago. Well, I will say two days ago. Wow. So they must have. This is a. But quick it could turnaround. have been a different. It, I know that they were on a beach somewhere. I know that it was sixteen people. So that's kind of why. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. Well, it also sounds exactly like paradise. Yes. You know, and they're also like former married at first sight contestants. Yeah, they coming back and fresh faces. Hey, listen. If I'm Lifetime, though, that's smart by them. Bachelor in Paradise is a huge success. Why not try to do their own? But yes, that story that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So, so what is a this? Couple on Married at First Sight, Mia and Tristan. Okay. Who got married apparently okay they were going to travel down to mexico i think they were going to cancun or something and i might get the story a little bit wrong but they were going through security tsa pulls mia aside and they say sorry you can't travel you have a warrant out for your arrest oh turns out this warrant that they issued for mia's arrest was because of a domestic uh not domestic violence but domestic dispute case from a while ago where she like maybe stole her boyfriend's credit cards and was like accusing him of some things um and she didn't tell Tristan any of this, nor did she tell any of the producers of the show any of it. And so obviously there's a big moral conflict from Tristan, who married this girl, who kind of kept a lot of information from him. Well, she's denying it. She said that it's 100%. No, up. she she denied it at first. She denied it first. And then she came back off camera and admitted to everything. Yes. I'm trying to find exactly what the warrant was for. This was back in February, apparently. And so her ex-boyfriend claimed that she had stalked him on multiple occasions in the 13 months that followed their December 2016 breakup. So this was very prior to the show and also made an unauthorized purchase of an Apple iPhone on his credit card a year after the split. Right. And so Which, there could be a legitimate reason for all that stuff. It sounds I'm, Tristan, yeah. I'm weirded out. I got the I get the bugaboos just from hearing that story a little bit. <laughs> Bugaboo, huh? The bugaboos. I think of Bugaboo Creek when you say that. The it's, restaurant it just gives me a little bugaboo. I think of like the heebie-jeebies. That's what I would say. Here's what: What would you do if you were Tristan? If, okay, so put yourself in his shoes. Say Ashley gets you guys are traveling to Cancun together. TSA pulls, and obviously this would never happen. Just try and put yourself in that situation. They pull Ashley aside. They say, "Ma'am, you have to come with us. We're going to detain you for two days." Oh, I'd be I'd be terrified for her. Turns out she has stalking claims against an ex. Oh, I would talk through that. Like, I mean, it all depends. It's also very different because they, this was right after the show. Yeah. And so how long could they have possibly known each you other? You and Ashley know each other well. Okay, so you and Ashley know each, the ins and outs of everything about each other's brains. It's obviously way different. I would obviously take Ashley's side 100% of the time. Um, of I mean, I, unless it was like, oh, yeah, you know. But here's the thing. What if she? What if it turns out she was lying to you about something for the three or four years then you guys have known Then, of course, that would change the relationship. How could it not? That, but this sounds a little bit different because this is ex- ex- right after the show where they only knew each other and were married for a f- 
very short period of time. So if I was Tristan, I would have doubts as well because, you know, was she just doing it for the cameras? Is right. she lying to me? How long have I known her? What else is she not telling me? Exactly. Interesting. I did not know that about Married at First Sight because I've heard that they had a very high success rate, and which is what he said, 60% leave with each other and about a little more than half of that actually are still together today, which is a, a pretty high success rate when you really think about things. My thing with that, too, is I think that they do a good job of vetting people that actually really want to get married. And if you really want to marry someone, you're willing to work through a lot of the challenges that come in regular relationships. Yeah, well, I also think that people, if they're going on Married at First Sight, they're willing to take a chance because they're trying to find love. Like, compared to, like, even The Bachelor a little bit because there's not that high probability that you're going to get married. Here, it's like, no, there's not only a high probability you're getting married, you are getting married to someone, right. so you better want to try to make it work. Hey, you know what is a sure thing, though? <laughs> Ritual vitamins. Ooh. Ooh, that is the surest thing you're going to get. These vitamins are traditional vitamins, um, but this is the difference, okay? Usually, traditional vitamins contain folic acid, which, mm -hmm. if you don't know, is a synthetic nutrition that at least one-third of all women cannot process thanks to a common genetic variation. Those of us with this gene, not me, but someone like Vanessa... Mm -hmm. Don't even know that you have it, really. So the cool thing about Ritual Vitamins is that instead of folic acid, they use something called folate, which, guess what? All women can process because Ritual actually cares about the ingredients that are in their vitamins. Vanessa, you want to talk about Ritual a little bit? Yeah. Well, I'm actually I'm happy that we're talking about this because I've been more into my health and fitness lately, and I just found out that there is a distinct difference between the two because they don't have the actual same effects. So I'm happy that we're talking about Ritual. Um, so... One reason why most companies aren't using folate is because it's more expensive. Most vitamin companies uh, skirt costs and packs or pills full of 20-plus ingredients that you don't actually um, even need. Ritual doesn't cut costs because their vitamins um, have only nine essential nutrients that women need most. All the best, cleanest forms, which I love. Ritual spends guys to understand what you actually need in a supplement, so they're not a waste of your time or money. Um, I'm excited to start trying this. I just found out about the difference between the both. Um, so Ritual is vegan, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. They're made in the U.S. without synthetic fillers or colorants. And guess what, Vanessa? They're only $30 a month, and the best part is Ritual will deliver right to your door. So pretty much $30 a month, you'd be spending those omega-3 vitamins. You're spending the exact amount on one bottle of that as you would for an entire uh, month of the ritual bottles so you can fill in the gaps with your diet uh, all those good things like you said vegan sugar-free ritual has it 95% of women actually don't get the vitamins and minerals that they need on a daily basis is that you Vanessa come on now don't you lie to us uh, <laughs> So, actually, Ritual created a smarter vitamin with the nine essential ingredients that women lack the most. And the cool thing is you can go to ritual.com slash Dean. Dean, why is it always your name? I was literally I just thinking how much I really like that. It's, you know, he's he's the prettiest of us all. He, he, he's the prettiest of us, all, of us all. That's why. So, you guys, you go to ritual.com slash Dean. Dean, you can choose clean ingredients that are backed up by science, and you can sign up now. Yet again, here's the website. Don't miss it. Ritual.com slash Dean. Get your ritual vitamins today. D-E-A-N. You want to know what's funny? Is one of my very, very close friends just started working at Ritual about three months ago as a, oh, wow. one of the recruiters, the head of recruitment Ooh. for them. So not only are they incredible uh, supplements and vitamins that you can take on a daily basis, 
but they also are employing some of my very close friends. So and gut that's, ritual. That and that's important to me. Very important. Your friends need jobs. Is that why they're using your name for the code? Uh, yes, it was actually worked into his contract when he signed with them. He has an insider. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, anyways, let's move on to our next guest, which is Eileen Fisher, matchmaker out in New York City, mm-hmm. who has some very interesting takes on things. Nothing, I guess, too out of the ordinary that we've seen, but... Well, let's find out. Eileen, are you there? Hi, Dean and Jared. Hi, How Eileen. Are you? Hi. I'm in New York. How could I not be happy? Oh, well. Is it nice there? <laughs> We're in L.A. right now. It's very nice. I'll tell you what. It's I... 75 degrees here in Los Angeles. What's the temperature like out in New York, Eileen? It's probably like 70, okay. but we have some misty rain. I'm wearing overalls and a white tank top, and I'm happy. That you love fantastic. the fall weather. I can already tell. I totally do. How do you know that? I can just hear it in your voice. It's the best right. season. God, I love fall. When it's like mid to high 50s at night, and it's that crisp air and the foliage, and you get a fire, you wear a sweatshirt, you have some beers with friends around it. Like, it's just the best. Anyway, we don't have to talk about my own but personal life. You want to life. hear why? No, no, no. It's okay, because you want to hear why? It's a tip I always give, because I'm a very big, uh, on Instagram, I give tips of the day and tips of dating. And the point of the matter is, with good weather, get your butt outside, and you never know where you can meet someone, ever. So if you're inside and the air is crisp and you're feeling good, walk down the street. Smile. You don't know who you'll meet. Well, you don't want to walk down with like a crazy smile from cheek to cheek. People are going to look at you and be like, what is this person? Well, right I now? didn't say crazy. Now, <laughs> you have, yeah, you both have very nice teeth, I will say. I did watch Aww. you both on TV. My daughter and I are very big fans. She's 15. So, um, What's yeah, your daughter's name? Both, my daughter is Sydney, and she's 15, and we're very big fans of The Bachelor and The Bachelor in Paradise. Ooh, However, I love that name. Uh, oh, oh my God! Let me go. T- right now, she's yelling at me. So, can I go tell her you said you love that? Show? Oh my God! Of course. Well, I love I love oh, Sydney because my favorite. Let me tell her. Oh, please do. Oh. My my favorite movie franchise of all time is Scream, and so Sydney yeah. Prescott is one of my favorite movie characters of all time. And so Sydney's. Are you serious? Just, I swear to God. Okay. I just met Skeet Ulrich. She's in the shower, but wait a second, Sydney. Oh no, poor Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, hold on. Can you guys louder now? Go ahead. This is Sydney. Say hello. Hi, Hi. Sydney. It's Jared. And, Hi. And... Hey, Sydney. It's Dean. <laughs> tell me what you just said, guys. Well, I was just saying for my own personal, my, my favorite movie franchise of all time is the Scream franchise. And so my favorite movie character of all time, one of them is Sydney Prescott. So one of my favorite names is Sydney. So when your mom said that your name was Sydney, I was like, great name. Love that name. Thank you. I told her how much we love watching the show together. It's something we do together. Yeah. Oh well, thank you, you so much. We appreciate it. We're, we apologize yes. that you won't be seeing our faces on TV on Monday nights for a long. If ever. I, I'm actually happy about that. But you want to hear how much I don't believe in the shows, though. In reality, unfortunately, yes. we actually do a pool in my house, and as a matchmaker, I try to see who the last three people will be. Isn't and do you funny? usually get it right each season? Yeah. Sometimes yes. Sometimes no. Because you know, it's it's a little hard to throwing the reality kick about it at the beginning you know totally so it's hard but i'm very happy for you jared congratulations thank you so much i really appreciate it well our love really blossomed off show we were just lucky enough of to course. meet on the show of course of course true love happens when you least expect it. are you guys friends who are you guys <laughs> ashley and i yes Oh yeah, we're best of friends. We've been we've there been you go. we've been best friends for you know a little over two years before we started dating. Yeah. I mean, obviously That's- with some ups and downs to say the least. 
Um, but, uh, we always remain close throughout that time. And so once we started dating, I was a little concerned. It might be a weird transition from friends into relationship, but it was, it was so easy and seamless. Um, I'm, I'm very truly lucky for that. Oh yeah. We're, it's cool because we've been dating now for, you know, God, since March. So how many months is that? I can't do the math. Just about seven months. Yeah. And, um, we see each other all the time. I, I think there hasn't been maybe a day that I haven't seen her. There's maybe like been three or four days over that seven months that I haven't seen her, and I just haven't gotten tired of her. But that's the cool thing about being friends before you start dating well, because there's you. this rapport um, yeah. that her and I have that I've never really experienced in a relationship before. So it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm extremely lucky well, right now. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I was just in the, the New York Post last week, and I was just in the Huffington Post, the magazine, and they asked me. Not name dropping. I... <laughs> no, I'm totally name dropping. That's amazing, though. I name drop all the time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Wait a minute. It was page six in the Adams, and it was on Tuesday. I read that. <laughs> I, I just read the article. Oh, you did? It well, was I'm great. Just, I love Thank you. But I was just in a magazine that I'll send you guys, and I'm sending, saying this to you on purpose. They asked me one of the key things I feel that's important about a relationship. So I always say you have to be friends with the person because everyone's, everyone's body's going to drop. I, we're on air, so I, we're going to eventually be, so I have to watch my language. But everyone's body's going to change. Someone's always going to be prettier and thinner, but the core that will keep you moving forward is when you're 70 and 60 and no one's around and you want to sit with that person and go to a movie. Yeah, you're going to hate them a lot. You have to hate them, Mm -hmm. but also you have to evolve and change, but the friendship has to be the core. No, I I completely agree. So I obviously advocate people being friends before they start dating. Um, But Eileen, I also want to hear a little bit about you and where your background from and how you became a New York-based matchmaker and relationship expert, really. Um, How did you get in this field and and, kind of give us a little background about you? So the truth of the matter is that it, I mean, I'm always asked this question and I always say it came, it just comes natural to me, like how people, uh, like being a mother, it comes natural to me. Um, I was in the, I was just born in New Jersey and I was in the garment center. When I was in the garment center, I got so many people married. When I was in college, I got my roommate married. Um, I got my own brother married. I was that girl that went up to everyone on the street and said, are you married? You want to pull around with my friend? You want to meet my friend? You want to meet my friend? I was always the wing person saying, you want to meet someone? You want to meet someone? And then I got married, and I actually met my husband trying to set him up with somebody else. Mm. Oh, wow. And, yeah, my husband wasn't for me being a matchmaker because I'd be around so many men. Um, Time went on. I introduced loads of people who got married. And finally, I said, I want to open a business. Um, I couldn't ask people for money, though. It was called Match from the Heart. I just loved doing it. So it didn't work out. And then I started being with this elite connection where I'm not scared to ask for the money anymore. Well, I was about but, to say it's very yeah. ironic that at the beginning you were afraid to ask for money because you just wanted to set people up. Because now elite connections is very notoriously known for the exclusivity of its matchmaking um, it has over 24 years of success, but yes. it's specifically, it's a very high end matchmaking yes. company to say the least. Cause what's some of the, you know, what's some of the money that you charge your, your clientele? So it's funny. I got in trouble for saying how much money it was from people. Oh. So it's anywhere. No, no, I don't care because it's, it's, it's not like I'm lying. It's anywhere from 6,000 to 15,000. It depends. Your, it, there's other things, how long the contracts are really depends or if you want to become a VIP, meaning a man that travels wants to meet someone because he wants to move to Florida or whatever. But I'm very different than my partner, and she hates this. I only charge men. 
Why and is that? <laughs> I only charge men because I really enjoy working for men. And I love meeting all these women. It just opens up a, bit of ca- a bigger category for me. I feel a lot of matchmakers, when you have men and women, they'll look in their files only. And they'll say, okay, Dean, Dean just signed up. You know, let me click Dean in my file. And Amber matches up with Dean. So it works because it's kind of like the game of concentration. You remember apples to apples and concentration? Of course. For me, I sit with a man, and he tells me about himself. And it's my job to go out there and find him somebody. And that's why I love what I do, because I get to meet, I probably meet about 20-something women a week, and there's not many I like, Hmm. because half of them come. uh, One of the things that people have learned, my doormen are in on it. If the girls don't say hello to my doorman, my doorman give me like a a little wink and tell me, "Uh uh-uh. If you're not going to say hello to my doorman, how are you going to be nice? It's very similar to like somebody not bringing a pen to apply for a job. I don't know right? if you guys ever heard that old. Have you guys ever cliche. seen? Have you ever seen a Bronx Tale on Broadway? Not on Broadway, but I've seen it. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, first ever Broadway show I went to a couple months ago, Bronx Tale. There was a scene in it where the protagonist is going on a date, and he gets this bit of advice from his like father figure, where he says, "You get out of the car, you pull up to the house, get out of the car, lock both of the doors." Um, go greet your your date, walk her to the car, unlock the door, open the door for her, let her like get in, close the door, and you walk behind the car and you look through the back window, and if you don't see her reach over the seat and unlock your driver's side door, then she's not the one for you. Right. And it's a very similar thing to the so, doorman situation. If they don't, right. If they don't right. say hello to the doorman, then maybe not the person for you. It, it's it, that's exactly right, and it's so simple, and it goes back to that smile, not the weird smile you guys walking down the street, but we always have a weird that, smile on. <laughs> you live in LA, what's not to be smiling about? You're right, you're right. You guys are LA because you guys always have to have those beautiful white teeth smiling, right? <laughs> exactly. No, exactly right. That's yeah, I mean it's true. <laughs> I try. I use a lot of uh, a lot of teeth whitening. Exactly. Can you guys give me who that is? It doesn't work in New York as much. Um, so like yesterday, when I meet clients, male clients, only at a coffee house, or I meet them for a glass of wine at the same places. So like someone bashed me on, um, on, so- on social media, and I know it's not me because they said I meet at Starbucks, and I meet at one coffee house only, and I meet at two bars on purpose because I've had some weird stuff happen. Hmm. And yesterday, my client, the guy who was coming to meet me, didn't see me yet. And I watched him in the, in the coffee house, how he, how he was with a woman. And he sat down, and I said, nice job. And he goes, what are you talking about? I go, you were a gentleman. You made sure you let her take it. He goes, wow. I go, it's so important, those little things. And he's like, Eileen, thank you so much. I go, people forget the little things. They're going to go longer. You know, a man, one of the things I tell them at first, do not take a woman out to Blue Ribbon Sushi. This sounds crazy. No one deserves the top of the line yet. No one needs to know why you got divorced. No one needs to know why you're still single. It takes time to get to know people. Mm. So what would you suggest for a first date? Like, what do you think I is the ideal first date? A Sunday brunch. Sunday because, brunch. Talk yeah. about a millennial first date. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you guys why. Friday night. Everyone's like, shoot, I got a drink. I had a bad week. Saturday, everyone sometimes is like, what do I do? What do I do? Saturday night normally is romantic. So my choices are 
Sunday day where everyone's like, ah, I have the whole day still. And I don't mean you have to go anywhere like go for a freaking walk and go for brunch somewhere or Saturday night, but right middle line. Don't, I mean, you guys don't live in the city, so I don't want to start name-dropping restaurants or anything, but, you know, just middle-of-the-line places. You don't have to go crazy. You may not see the person again. Yeah, like 4.2 stars, those types yeah. of places, you know? They're not like 4.8 yeah. excellent, but they're also not like 3.3, gar- exactly. not garbage, but below average. Yeah, like saying, a nice 4, 4.1, 4.2, right in there. There's right. a great Chinese food Perfect. place right next to my house. Oh, there yeah. we go. I, what was the stars on it? Well, it's got a C rating I from the hate, I also hate texting. I was about to ask you, so what are your thoughts about dating apps? I hate them. And Let's, it's not because, don't think it's because I'm jealous and don't think it's 100%, because. 100%, that's what I was going to say. You I, see? You see? I was going to say, don't let's remove it's... elite dating out of the picture here and, <laughs> and say you're, you're, you have some friends that are, you know, hopelessly single and they want to find someone. You would never suggest a dating app for them. Ever, 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 ever. Why? First of all, a dating app is like a magazine. I And what it is, is all you're doing is looking at the person's face and you're saying, oh, they're hot. They're not hot. Oh, they're whatever. And you just keep on looking like a magazine. And you're Flip not into the next page. <laughs> your next page. I don't like it. To me, it's like, OK, I like that pocketbook. But let me look a little bit more for another pocketbook. Hmm. The sickest thing about the apps is and I did it to try it. Tinder. Oh, Tinder. Um, I once I went away with my girlfriends. We got 10 guys to come within 45 minutes to come to the restaurant. Um, so the it's like the heroine season of The Bachelorette, basically. Seriously. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the point is, with a real live person, meaning me, so the worst thing I have, and the true story, a woman will send me, I'll, I'll, I ask everyone for their photos before we meet. They come to me and I say, do you really think you look like this photo? Because the guy's going to see you. So on apps, um, Dean, you could have picked. I mean, well, it's bad because you guys are really good looking, but um, a bad example Obviously. here. But you know, you guys could put a picture up from like five years ago, and that's what people do on apps, and they're stupid because <laughs> everyone's going to see you in person. So right. with me, I make sure I get the photo sitting next to me that when my clients see them, they look exactly like they look like. That's good. And I think apps are just a way of keeping people busy. Right. So why do you hate texting? Because texting is the mis- most misread thing ever. And, if, and those stupid emojis you put, you know, whatever. First of all, you can't tell anybody's tone. You that, can't yeah. tell anything from a text. You know, you can't tell sarcasm. You can't tell if it's really whatever because you're taking that text and taking it into your mood. So let's say Dean's texting you right now, Jared. You're reading it because the mood you're in and you're assuming what, how he's feeling it or whatever. Because you can't hear the tone of somebody, and and you're forgetting everybody when when you're on when you when you're at Ashley, she's talking to you, right? Wait, Dean, are you dating anyone? Uh, I'm like getting back into the dating pool slowly, but surely, okay. wading back into the water. Okay, good. I'm happy. Get Dipping back his in. Toe in. One might get, say, yeah, very simple, but you, that's a good thing. But when you're with Ashley and you're She's texting you, whatever. But when you hear her voice tone, doesn't it make you feel better when she's talking yeah, to I you? Lo- yes, you're absolutely right. Whenever I hear Ashley, shut up, Dean. Oh, <laughs> so you're asking that Jared. My bad. My bad. <laughs> my point is, is that on a text, it, it, they're misread. How many? You know, they're mostly misread for not understanding what the other person's saying. I will say, that and happens then, to me so so often. Is because I'm I am a sarcastic, ass, and especially when I text people, people don't, I guess, recognize the humor in it. 
yeah. maybe because I just think I'm funnier than I really am. I think also, too, not only do people misread it, but they overthink it. Right. Right? They take every word at its core meaning. And it's like, please don't do that. She probably didn't mean what you think that she's meaning right now because you're just overthinking it and overanalyzing it. And so how many I agree. You re- and how many times do you reread it? Right. Oh, especially when you first start meeting someone, you reread it. How many times do you reread a message before you actually send it? That's one of the things that I used to do. Right. Oh, oh. So, guys, just so you know, one more thing going back. So being a matchmaker and going on an app, I get the third side of the story. You don't understand how many times a guy will say to me, you know, Eileen, I don't know if they like me. And then I talk to the girl. She's like, I really had a nice time. The best thing is that I get the feedback and I can help it or hurt it Mm. because there's always that third story. So how many times have you guys been on a date and you're like, once again, you guys are good looking. So you have a step up and you guys are nice. But the point is, how many times were you unsure? That, so you didn't call someone after because you're unsure time. if they didn't like you. So, so having a matchmaker, I'm actually giving it the feedback to you to make you feel better. You're, essentially that, you're essentially that mutual friend, the, the unbiased right. mutual friend. Yeah, you're like the middleman. Right. right. That's exactly right. And. And none of this is about me. Like when people, eventually people say, well, is Eileen messed up? I'm, I am messed up. The world is, but whatever. I actually just know what I'm doing because I listen. I self-reflect on every single thing. And, you know, this is my gift that I was. And I just listen and I say it and, I, and I'm honest. I'm curt. When a woman comes to me and her boobs are out, I'm like, why are your boobs out when you're meeting me? You know? Or, Fair question. Or when you know? it, yeah. I mean, what do you think I'm going to look at the whole time? You know, and, and what do you think a guy's going to look at? Or when a woman says her first question, what does he do for a living? What does that matter right now? Right. You know, um, and I also have a really good rule. Dean, this is for you. You ready? Ready. The first three months, everyone's fake. Okay. The next three months, you're getting to know the person for real. Then one after that, you're going to fight. Okay. If you get through that then you can start really getting into a relationship. Hmm. So you're saying a real relationship doesn't start until about nine months in? Yep. Huh. Yep. I would agree to that because uh, from uh, people I've heard from that have been married, they talk about how like the first few months, first year really, is like this puppy love phase. And then you're going to go through some bad times and you're going to have arguments and there's going to be disagreements. And if you can overcome that period and that, those trials and tribulations, uh, if you can overcome that together, that's kind of when the real relationship starts and when real right. love starts setting in. So I, I totally, I totally got you there. I think that's absolutely right. true that you need to like, uh, people need to understand that, that things will change, but that doesn't right. mean that they're changing for the worse. And I think some people... Right correlate that right like if it's like this puppy love infatuation starts to go away they immediately think oh maybe this isn't the person for me when actuality that's going to happen pretty much with anybody you start spending a lot of time with which circles back to how we started this that you have to be friends with the person because it's going to go up down it can't always be great sex it can't always be a funny night because everyone's moods of the day is coming in everything you know life is part of everything um, but it circles back to how we started this, that you have to be friends with the person. The person has to evolve and change with you. You have to be – socialization is part of life. So when you're out with friends, you can look across the room and be happy that's your partner. Even if you're not across, you know, like, it's fun. And so it goes back to as you're going through the time, you have to be the friends. Yeah, I totally agree. You have to have some sort of rapport before you start mm-hmm. jumping into a relationship. I think I always yeah. advocate that being the best course. Totally, that's, totally. Uh, that's kind of my that's kind of my 
newly found beef with the whole Bachelor franchise sometimes is because you're expected mm-hmm. to start a relationship so early on before establishing a friendship. Like with in Jared's case, you know, you had a relationship, quote unquote, with Ashley. Then you then you mm-hmm. established a friendship. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you're like, OK, actually, no, we really love each other. Let's be boyfriend, girlfriend. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A lot of times mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're on a beach three days into it. You're like, all right, are you guys boyfriend or girlfriend or boyfriend mm-hmm. or girlfriend? And you're like, well, I don't know. I just met her. Well, you hear couples a lot, too, when they leave The Bachelor after they get out of this world, even if they leave engaged, they vocalize about how, OK, that's this is when we start dating. Right. You know, yeah, we've fallen in love. True. We have all these emotions and feelings. We want to make this work. But now we're actually going to start dating. Exactly. And, and Dean, for you and Coach Jared's taken, I mean, it, it's wonderful that you're super good looking, but it kind of, you got to be careful with that also, because your looks are going to attract, you know, really nice looking women who want you. And the problem is that there could be an average looking, really amazing woman who could be really good for you. And the strong, gorgeous women are going to come at you mm. because, holy shit, he's a good looking guy, right. you know? But, True. I, you know, I, I only know you from TV. I hate to say, I mean, I've never met you. Um, same thing with you, Jared. And it, your your love story, Jared, what I see and with Ashley is beautiful because it goes back to what I say, friends. And it, it's so wonderful. Honestly, it's wonderful. And I know a lot of it's bullshit on TV. But, Dean, don't let the strong women come at you because you're so good looking. Well, Dean's got a good head on his shoulders, too. That works out well. Not only is he extremely good-looking, but he's a smart man as well. And I'm also extremely fit. You guys, I go to the gym often. Extremely fit and funny, charismatic. How awesome I am. God, his his head is not fitting through that door later. Well, Eileen, just want to say thank you so much for joining us. Eileen Fisher, you are a VIP matchmaker at Elite Connections International. Uh, So where where can people find you? You can find me at Elite Connections at or Eileen at Elite Connections at uh, uh, .com. Perfect, and that's based out of New York. So if you're in New York and looking for kind of a new way to meet somebody, definitely check out Elite Connections. Eileen, thank you so much. Thank you, Eileen. Tell Thanks, Sydney guys. we say goodbye. Best of luck, you guys. I'll tell Sydney. All right. Bye, take you care. guys. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. She was great. I liked her. I liked, I liked her a lot. complimentary she was. <laughs> I was very scared that she was going to be more hardcore. When I was reading up on her, I was like, this girl's going to come in and tell us, uh, get off your phone, get out there, meet people, stop complaining. And she was so soft-spoken and so sweet and so genuine. She's definitely a Jersey girl, you can tell. Yeah. I was born in Jersey. That, that's probably why we vibe. You were so born well. in Jersey? Yes, sir. New Brunswick, 1991, April 17th. When did you move to the uh, West Coast? The, uh... the uh, what do you call this place over here? It's, it starts with a C. Well, I've lived in L.A. for four years, but I grew up in Colorado. Oh, that's right. You're from Colorado. Yeah. God, I forgot about that. I, I've told you this story before, right? My family moved from New Jersey when I was like one year old. We lived in an RV for like three years, and then eventually we settled in. Colorado. I don't think I knew that, actually. Yeah, we lived in like trailer parks for a better part of three years. So, Dean, do you have any old uh, VHS tapes in that RV of yours? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I have tons of VHS tapes. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. RV, right? But that's not a- just VHS tapes. Like, it was a lot of like Polaroids or... Even like floppy disks. Floppy disk. What a fun phrase to say. What's, what's well, a fun word, really? Floppy. What's funny is my mom was writing a book or a journal through the entire process of living in an RV, and she kept all of it on a floppy disk. And it wasn't until recently that I was able to get access to that, and it was all through Legacy Box. All through Legacy Box. Wow. Well, tell us a little bit about it. So basically what Legacy Box is, is it, it digitally converts consumer videotapes, camcorders, VHS, film reels, prints, 35 millimeter slides, cloud storage, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. All of the things that you use and have used in the past to document your 
journeys, your experiences, whatever it is, and it, it digitizes it for you. So what you do is you fill a box with old home movies, old pictures, and they'll do the rest professionally digitizing your moments onto a thumb drive, which you, you can then review and look back at it anytime. You can dig- download it digitally, get it on DVD, whichever is best for you. Easy to follow instructions, safety barcodes included for every item. Receive all your original recorded moments back along with per- perfectly preserved digital copies. You get personalized updates at every step. Receive up to 12 of those personal updates because it does take a little bit of time. They have to go through a lot of stuff. And there are a lot of processes in order to digitize that. So they are the world's largest, most trusted digitalizer. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Digitizer of home movie, home movies and photos. Over 450,000 families have trusted Legacy Box over a decade of experience, and all the work is done by hand right here in the USA. I kind of want to get this for my family for Christmas because my parents have so many old VHSs. Like, they still have, you know, the Titanic where it came in two tates because the movie was too yeah, long? Yeah, yeah. I, like, vividly remember this. And my parents still, I swear to God, still have a the dual VHS and DVD player because we also have a home video that was shot in 1992 that is very near and dear to our hearts that I think would be a great gift to get digitized. Huh. That's a great idea. Use Legacy Box. Boom. There was There was one VHS recording I remember that we took and I accidentally recorded over the half of the VHS tape, and no. my family was upset with Well, the me. question becomes, <laughs> what did you record over it? I think it was like something on TV that I accidentally mistakenly did. But I specifically remember this memory. It was like it's my a very brother PC, doing some... It's a PG story. I was hoping something better. Oh, okay. Well, no, it wasn't that. <laughs> but I do remember that my brother was doing something funny and ridiculous in the pool, and like we called the entire family in to like, come watch it together, and we start playing it. And like it was like it's Price Nin- is Right or something. Ninja like Turtles. Something. <laughs> and I remember everyone like looked at me and they're like, "What did you do?" And I was like, "I'm sorry." Anyways, there's never been a better time to digitally preserve all of your memories. Be sure to visit LegacyBox.com to get started. Plus, for a very limited time, what Legacy Box is offering for our listeners is an exclusive discount. And if you go to LegacyBox.com/dean, you get forty percent off your very first order. Or save up to $200 on the largest Legacy Box kit, which is an incredible deal. So go to LegacyBox.com slash Dean. That's LegacyBox.com slash D-E-A-N. And save 40, save 40% today. So get started. Start preserving your past. and Preserve re- it, people. Relive those memories for as long as you possibly can. Because those are the things that make us who we are today. Anyways, let's move on to Lola. Well, the question oh, becomes, really what is Lola? Do you know what Lola is? Because I do. Lola I, is a female. I'm surprised you know what Lola is. Did, yeah, Vanessa, you know what Lola is? I know Lola, Lola is. Do you, know, do you know what Lola is? Someone tell me what the heck Lola is. We're all asking each other. Somebody explain this for the love of God. Well, it's something that I would use, something that Ashley would use. It's a matter to push the feminine care, which I didn't know, but I recently know this when I was, like, traveling and stuff because you want to have, like, organic tampons and pasta. So basically... What I love most about it is a female-founded company because you know how, like, tampons and uh, pads and stuff, or, like, uh, the female products are usually um, created by men. But this is actually a female-founded company. They offer a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes, which I absolutely adore. Unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. No BS, no mystery fibers or doubts about what's going on in your body or what you're putting in your body or any toxins. Plus, Lola products come in a, in a simple customizable subscription. So basically, they deliver exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. Um, and I don't know if you guys know this. I just found out basically the FDA doesn't require, which is kind of not, this is like terrible. It doesn't require brands to disclose 
a comprehensive list of ingredients in their female uh, feminine care products. So most of them don't. So you actually don't even know what you're using because not all the ingredients are um, are listed in the back. So Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients, which is gross in their products, including rayon and polyester. Um, their, their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemicals, cleansing agents, fragrances, and dyes. You guys don't have your menstrual cycle, but as a female who has to go through this every month, you want to know exactly like what you're using or what you're putting into your body. Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. So it makes having your period a little bit easier every month. You can fully customize your subscription, and you can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Um, Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. So you can build a box, which is really cool, of 18 or 12, 18 tampons or 12 pads. Um, you know, if you want to use a pad at night, if you want to use a pad during the day. And, it's, and you can decide how many boxes you'd like to de- deliver to your door. Select your shipment frequency. You can cancel, skip, and order or modify your subscription anytime, which I love. So there's no, like, scare. You know, you don't have to. You can cancel it whenever you want. Lola emails you two days before your boxes are shipped to your door and provides themselves on no surprise or gimmicks. So guys, for everybody listening right now, for 40% off all the subscriptions, excuse me, all you have to do is visit mylola.com and then you enter help when you subscribe. That's H-E-L-P. You probably guys, you know how to spell it, obviously. That's better than Dean, I think. Uh, it's no, it's not as good. Um, all right, so just visit mylola.com. You enter help when you subscribe. You get forty percent off all these subscriptions at Lola. All the ladies listening out there, if you want to try something new, um, you know, or the men that want to get their ladies a little something. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I actually have a quick game that I want to play with Dean and Vanessa. I'm calling this because I'm self-proclaiming it. Ten questions with Dean and Vanessa that pertain to dating because we're on help. I suck at dating. I know. I was hoping oh I was hoping Easton would have a little uh, thing there for me, like Drum a little wazoo, you know? Nothing? All right. Moving on. <laughs> Thanks, Easton. Why am I still talking? Yeah, where am I? <laughs> All right, so guys, this is, uh, we did, it's like a little, uh, we did it with uh, Jason and Blake where we just asked them a couple questions. It was a nice little segment. I wanted to do it again with you and Vanessa. Learn a little bit more about you guys and your dating life and what you do when you date. Are you guys ready? Don't, all right, just respond, Vanessa. That's exactly. Think of it as rapid fire. Like, think of it. it. You don't have to think too much. I want to know what your instinct would say. All right, boom. So, 10 questions with Dean and Vanessa. Number one, on the first date, would you guys rather do a dinner date or some sort of activity? Activity. activity. What kind of activity? Ooh. Paintball. Ooh. You want to do paintball? With the, that's, would you guys be on the same team or would you be on opposite teams? I would light her up. Oh, God. That's a great first date. <laughs> oh Somehow God. I don't think it's leading to a second date. Uh, what you said activity, Vanessa? <laughs> I said activity. I would do something like laser tag. Okay, that's very similar to what I just said. That's yeah, pretty much just copying. Well, it's like my, the I mean, G version of it. Go- Okay, well, laser tag. Go, next. Oh, boom, I like it. Easton's playing a little music in the background. Number two, who's your number one power couple in the world today? Uh, Obama's. Michelle and... Ooh, uh, good choice. I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. Vanessa? Oh, you say like Tom and Giselle? Of course. What are you, I'm the most basic person you're going to meet. <laughs> it's totally Tom and Giselle. I, uh, I would say um, I, I always refer back to him, Will Smith and Jada. Ooh, Jada I always forget nice, about yeah. them. Jada does nice and pretty, very 
pretty fond things about Will. Like, he's always my person. He can always count on me. They're, they're definitely up there for sure. Totally. Or yeah. Ashton and Mila. That's like a very underrated power couple that have been friends for a very long time. I love that. <laughs> Ashley, I, and Jared are mine, actually. Get out of here. All right, number three. If you could pick one person in history, whether it be a public figure, a celebrity, who would you want to go on a date with? Bruce Lee. You would want to go on a date with Bruce Lee? 100%. What would you talk about? Everything. <laughs> Please teach me he your ways. He's the most fascinating and interesting person to ever grace this planet. Would you pay? Yeah. You're such a gentleman. <laughs> Vanessa, who are you taking on a date? Anybody in history? Um, anyone in history? <laughs> Dominique Muciano. Who's that? Who is that? She's actually born on my birthday. The reason why I became a she's an Olympic gymnast from the States. And you would, okay, but part of the going on a date is you have to be open to kissing them at the end of it. You Are you open, open to kissing Bruce Lee? Yeah. I would 100% kiss her, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Mine was Marilyn Monroe just for the simple coolness of it. Coolness. <laughs> All right. So, a celebrity today, who'd you take on a date? Number four. Has to be somebody that's pretty <laughs> in, no, in the know of popular culture. Great question. Constance oh. Wu. Um, who? Crazy Who? Rich Asians, starring actress. Oh. She's hilarious. Ooh, Dean. Wait, I, I can see the twinkle in your eye. You got a little crush? <laughs> yeah. Vanessa, you picking celebrity today. Pop culture, who you got? I mean, I was really close to going on a date with him. Rick Fox. <laughs> oh. Rick Fox from the L.A. Lakers? <laughs> wait, wait. You were almost going on a date with Rick Fox? How have we never talked about this story before? Story. I didn't almost go on a date with him. It's a joke. I mean, we, we but he was like, uh, he was my celebrity crush when Nick and I were dating. We're on um, Jimmy Kimmel, and they, you know, you do like that that questionnaire, like the newlywed questionnaire, and they ask who would you have like a cat blanche for, and I said uh, Rick Fox, and then Ryan Seacrest called me with Rick Fox on the phone, and then I bumped into Rick Fox at Craig, and uh, we actually spoke, and I was like, holy. Sh you are you were my crush. And this was all while you were dating Nick. Very scandalous. No, no, no. No, no, oh. no. This happened after. Yeah, yeah I met oh. him after. after wow. Oh, so it was like a real thing. This could have happened. You could be dating Rick Fox right now. No, he's, he's I think, he's a little too old for me right now. Oh, I thought you said too little, and I was like, I'm sorry. He's like 6'8". What are you talking about? <laughs> no, not height. Okay, next question. All right, number five. What is one thing you look for in a partner that maybe you didn't look for five years ago? Um, I was 22 five damn, years ago. I'm just trying to put myself back in college, Dean. Uh, I love college, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Thank the Lord that you did not meet college, Dean. Oh, I wish. Any I of you people. Oh, I wish. Oh, because boy, oh boy, was he just a miserable human being. Um, not, not miserable personally, I but outwardly. Like I doubt that, that too. Experience me would be like, oh, you suck, Dean. You have um, this unbelievable ability to put a smile on anybody's face. I swear to God, I was not digging for a compliment there. I'm so sorry for even changing and putting the the topic. What do you look for? There. Maybe that you weren't looking for five years ago. A sense of humor. Oh, okay. Oh, you were looking for that five years ago. That was like that's on my top list all the time. Um, I can't really think of it. Five years ago, probably uh, someone who. I, get, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to word this. Like, I'm more open now to dating long distance than I was five years ago. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Are you currently in a long distance relationship? <laughs> no. Just kidding. I'm no. fishing for answers Wait, now. Vanessa, you, no. didn't you just post something on Instagram saying that you couldn't do a long distance relationship? Or maybe I'm no. crossing my no, mind. No, 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 no. I said I would. I would move if I had a career and I had, like, my own little community of people living in a different city. Because if not, then it becomes too much about the relationship. All right, number six. One spot in the world to go on a date. Where are you going? Where are you taking your man like or woman? Country? Country, doesn't matter. International. Boom. Anywhere in the world. You'd be like, this is the one spot I want to take my person on a date. Oh, San Santorini. I love 
Dean, I don't know if you could relate to this, but did you go to uh, Seminyak? No. In Bali? No. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's this craziest, I don't know if you saw my Instagram, my stories, the craziest sunset in Bali on, on the beach in Seminyak. And I was like, I wish I had so a significant other. You're right telling now me of all of the places in the world you go on a date, you would go back to the place that you were just at a week ago. Of all the places you haven't been to, you wouldn't consider yeah. any of those as possibilities. Maybe she really I loved was, it. I, I, in that moment, in that moment, I wish I was in a relationship, and I wish I had someone to experience it with. Are yeah, you well, boring. All right, so Dean, where's yours? <laughs> uh, Santorini. Why? I don't know. I've just heard it's incredible there. I've always wanted to visit. Ah, new experience for both of you. The thing that you can see the difference between you and Vanessa because Vanessa wants to go to a spot that she already knows will be great, where you're like, no, let's go on an adventure together. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Mine would be Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Number seven, you have to pick the movie for your first movie date together. What are you picking? The the movie for a first date? No, 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 not for a first date. Like the first time that you guys are going to collectively sit down on the couch and and watch a movie together, but she's like, or he, I want you to pick. What are you picking? Interstellar. Interstellar. First date? If they or not don't first like date, it, but like first time you guys watch a movie is. together? Yes. It's three hours long. That's a very long it's movie. It's so, so, so good. It's great. And it, it is kind of indicative of how the rest of the relationship might go watching movies. Is she going to be asking me questions the entire time? Is she going to be able to follow the storyline as much as I would need her to? To be fair, a Christopher oh. Nolan film is very difficult to follow unless you are very much paying attention. Yes, true. So it would be a test. It's a, it's a test and also enjoying for, enjoyable for me because I love that movie so much. Fair enough. Vanessa, what's yours? I, I think something um, that's funny. So either wedding crash, yeah, probably wedding crashers to see if they get the, if they have the same sense of humor as I do. Perfect. It's the most basic answer, but I love every second of it. Actually, when I was <laughs> so uh, my first girlfriend, when we first started dating, this was like our third or fourth date, Superman. and we were going to watch no, 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 no. So we were going to watch a movie together, and I really wanted to watch like a romantic comedy. This was back in like two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. No. So what I watched was a girl next door. Oh. I picked it out, and it was really awkward because we were at Hollywood Video at the time. God, I miss those stores and Blockbuster. And so right, she's dude. like, "What movie do you want to watch?" And I was like, "You know what? We could watch." would be a girl next door i think you'd really like it and i was she was like well what's it about and i was like oh well it's this girl she used to be a porn actress but she's trying to get out of it she falls in love with this guy and she's like um are you sure i'm gonna like this mind you this is like the third time we've hung out so she might already have question marks and i was like please just trust me and she ended up loving the movie movie. underrated you don't really hear about it often. highly underrated emile hirsch is one of my favorite actors of all time um all right number eight tinder or bumble if you had to join one, Tinder or Bumble, Bumble which one are you joining? Depends at what point of life I'm in. If I'm traveling internationally, right Tinder. But if I'm Ooh. staying local and trying to find a girlfriend, Bumble. Interesting. Yeah, I Tinder's known as more of the hookup. Well, no, it's not more of a hookup. It's just it's more international. Like if you, Is it? I talk to my friends that are single that travel. They're always on Tinder. Oh, so Tinder's like Pitbull. Uh, yep, Mr. Worldwide. Gotcha. <laughs> Vanessa, what are you picking? Uh, neither. Oh, you got to pick one. I, I guess, wait, is it I, probably um, Tinder because Bumble is the woman that has to message the guy first, correct? Oh, oh so you want a guy to message you. I want to be pursued because in real life, I always have to pursue the guy. So I want to be pursued. That's still insane to me. Uh, number nine, is the three-day uh, the three day rule completely dead? Now, the three-day rule. Yeah. That's okay. what it is? So pretty much the three-day rule is that you're supposed to wait. It's not technically three days, but you're supposed to wait to contact someone after a date to like, mm. Yeah. Nah, I agree. Old to be playing these games. No, I don't even think it's an age thing. I think it's just a respect. I think thing. it's an age thing because I think it's changed with modern technology. It's no longer like you need to like wait a little while before contacting contacting them after a date. 
So I the, mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't seem like super thirsty and eager either. But three days, I would think if someone's messaging me after three days, they're not interested. And so I'm as, probably not going to respond after three days. So after a good date, Dean, if you were on a date with somebody, would you text them that night and be like, 100%. hey, I had a good time? Yeah, I just got home. I had such a lovely evening with you. Oh, uh, yeah. Totally. I agree. Uh, by the way, uh, I know you still have another question to ask. But so Vanessa was just in Bali, as we all know that. And she was with a girl, Vanessa, Ayla, yeah. who eventually I'm going to take oh, on a date. Oh. I mean, no, we're we're friends. I don't. I wouldn't want to no, say friends. I've seen her in person. Yeah, we have each other's phone numbers. Ooh. So there's this really, yeah, really pretty girl that Vanessa was with, and I was like, Vanessa, or I talked to Robert Graham. I was like, Robert, set me up with her. She's so <laughs> pretty. Oh my gosh. And he goes, he puts us in a group chat together, and I tell Vanessa, I was like, Vanessa, this girl is so pretty, and you're with her. Like, speak highly of me. Um, and I did. I did. How could you not? And so one of these days, we want. I want to have her as a guest in studio with us one of these days. I think that'd be... Can we meet her on the podcast? Can you guys meet for the first time on air? A live date? <laughs> I need this. A live date. Yes. Yeah. Well, we can, we can does she live in LA? Yeah, I think so. She does. Oh, my God. This needs to happen and next I'll week. I'll in LA next week. What's funny is, I so I've talked to a couple other people um, in who, who I guess are familiar with her and know her. And even Vanessa said this th- same thing, too. She, they're always like, you guys are so horribly matched for each other. <laughs> Like just, I just don't see it whatsoever. And I'm like, you know what? You don't know me well enough to make that decision right now. Ah, who the hell cares? Bring her in studio. This would be fun. Tenth question. All right, last one. Do you stalk someone on a date before you go on them? Do you stalk someone? I didn't hear you. Do you stalk someone on social media before you go on a date with them? Yes. Yes. All right, love it. Boom. Ten questions with Dean Vanessa. That was fun, guys. I appreciate your honesty. Oh, thanks for. uh... Of course. I think we have one email. Is that what we're doing? No emails. Time. So we're gonna. Talk about islands because it's delicious. And we they brought a bunch of food islands? for us today. I know. We'll, I love islands. Islands is pretty great. Easton, what do you have I from them? food again today. Oh, we got food. We got food from <laughs> islands today. I know, Vanessa, you're missing yes. out over the phone. Sorry, Vanessa. They they have these these incredible burgers that just take me back to the South Pacific. And uh, my favorite one is called the... Maui something. It said Maui on the, on the uh, back. Oh, God. He loved it so much, he, he can't even remember the name of it. It's just messing with his mind. I'm a big fan of the queso burger because I love queso, and it's uh, covered in spicy white queso, and I'm I'm down for anything queso You know the Kahlua spicy. pork sliders. They're, uh, but They're the pretty point is, you can't go wrong with anything. So, again, now through November 25th, Islands is offering limited time only queso burger, Jared's favorite, covered in spicy white queso, crisp tortilla strips, and pickled jalapenos. And you can download the Island Rewards app, and you start earning your free burgers and exclusive offers right now. You just got to download the app. That's super easy. I got like 72 apps on my phone. In addition to that, you can also follow them on Instagram. It's at Islands Burgers. Um, Check them out. Order their food. You will be very happy you did. Very happy. Uh, So a big thank you also to Legacy. You can use uh, our limited time offer and go to LegacyBox.com slash Dean, D-E-A-N, to get 40% off your first order or save up to $200 on the largest Legacy Box kit. Big thank you to Lola. Uh, also, you can get 40% off all subscriptions by visiting mylola.com and enter the word HELP when subscribing. Also, a big thank you to Ritual. Uh, Ritual, you can choose clean ingredients when you sign up with ritual.com slash Dean. Uh, Vanessa, you're amazing at always. Tori Easton, Don't you guys are the big- best. Yeah, give a big thank you to Cal Robertson and Eileen Fisher for being guests on the podcast as well. The best. You can check out Cal on Merit at First Sight. You can go to Elite Connections to check out Eileen. Dean, you're the best. Vanessa, you're the best. Love you guys. Love, you guys. love, 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 love. Love, 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 love. love. So much love. <laughs> and tune in next week where hopefully we all suck a little less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 